are blessed this morning by God's presence that we've been experiencing. Praise the Lord. As we continue to give glory to God, we will look into God's word and we'll pray that the Lord will speak to us this morning. We turn our attention to Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27. We will continue with our theme, We Need Help. Amen. Father, we are grateful to you for your word. We pray that you will speak into our life, Father. Lord, we pray that you would refresh each and every one of us, touch us, and draw us closer to you, Lord. Unveil the purpose of God concerning our lives and understand the great provision that you have made for us so that we are able to fulfill God's will in our life. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word, we bind them in Jesus' name, and we take victory in the house. They overcame the enemy by the blood of the Lamb, and the word of the testimony is your word, and so be it in the house of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Praise God. It's a joy and a delight to be in God's presence this morning. Praise God. We want to acknowledge all our moms. They are special, and I believe that they are a gift from the Lord. Praise God. And today, after the message, we will be praying for them, and we will be acknowledging them. Praise God. Hallelujah. After uh, sharing from God's word from this particular portion, there was many questions that was raised uh, personally and also, I believe, in many of the small groups, so I want to touch some things before we proceed with the next part uh, from the scripture. So we, we shared from God's word, and uh, this is what we saw. Likewise, the Holy Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. We need help. We need help in many arenas of our lives. There is not one person in this world who can claim that they are self-sufficient in themselves. As Christians, as children of God, we lean on the Lord. Yes, there are giftings, there are abilities that God has bestowed upon our lives. But in this Christian journey, we need the power and the help of the Holy Spirit. God in his sovereign will and wisdom has made provision for us so that when we are going through seasons of weakness in our lives, the Holy Spirit himself, who is God, who indwells us, he prays on our behalf for the will of God to be fulfilled in our lives. Praise God. That is such a, a refreshing thought to know and to experience in our lives. When we think about weakness, 
people have different definitions for weakness. At times, people also misunderstand what weakness the Bible here in context is talking about. Well, the word weakness in Greek is asthenia. Okay, what that means is it could be physical weakness, it could be emotional weakness, it could be relational weakness, it could be material weakness, it could be financial weakness, it could be spiritual weakness. Praise the Lord. In the realms of spirit, we as children of God, we need help from God. And God has given his spirit within us to help us to pray, to help us to witness, to help us to minister, to help us to live a life that pleases God. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, when we think about weakness, think about our own weaknesses. We know about our weakness more than anyone else know about it. Every one of us have some kind of weakness in their lives. And sometimes as human beings, it's natural that we have learned the art of covering up our weakness. People cover up their weakness using many methods because no one wants to show themselves as vulnerable. When we show ourselves as vulnerable, we are afraid that people around us can take advantage of us. Yes, they would, because we live in such a world where people have a tendency to take advantage of those who are vulnerable. The vulnerable areas of our lives becomes an easy target. Praise God. If you are boxing and your opponent knows what area of her life, what area of your body is vulnerable or it's already hurt or hurting, your opponent can focus on that area and keep punching that area and bring you down before you know. Likewise, we have an enemy who is very active. He takes advantage of the weakness of our lives and he gives his best punch in that area to bring us down. But God, in his wisdom, he has given the almighty, praise God, the omnipotent, hallelujah, praise God, the omniscient one indwelling within us, he can fortify us, praise God. Hallelujah. May I jump forward and borrow a scripture that would tell us what I am talking about. He that is within us is greater than he that is out in the world. Praise God. Hallelujah. But we need to understand the provision of God, the design of God for us to know how is it that that God employs his power and provision for us to help us to overcome in our lives. 
in this context, we are talking about we do not know how to pray, praise God. Meaning, we do not know what and how to pray in a given circumstances. It's not always what meets the eye. The reality is not what always meets the eyes. There is always something beyond the visible. And people who are believers ought to know that there is a spirit world that is actively opposing the children of God. Beyond and beneath what surfaces before us, there are powers that are lurking that wants to bring us down. And quite often, if we don't have a keen sense of the spirit, we are not able to discern or to differentiate the plots and the ploy of the enemy. And quite often our prayers are based on what meets the eye. And God wants us to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and to able to discern the times. Discern what's going on. Discern and understand the plot and the pots, plots and the booby traps of the enemy. And when we do not, we pray amiss. When we pray amiss, the Holy Spirit within us groans, making the right kind of prayer according to the will of God so that you and I can be on mark. You and I can be on the right direction. You and I can be on the right path that leads us into the will of God, not away from the will of God. One of the things that the enemy wants to do is slowly and steadily derail us from the purpose of God. And it is not done all of a sudden. It's done slowly and steadily. A step at a time. We do not realize till it's too late. Therefore, the spirit within us groans, hallelujah, so that we will be aligned to the will of God. Praise God. So sticking to the, to the theme of prayer itself, to pray, I want to move forward. We know our weakness than anyone else. It is good to know what our weakness is because we can fortify that area. Every one of us should know and identify our weak, weakest arenas of our lives so that we can take much care of it. Praise God. Now, when the Holy Spirit within us groans because we are not praying right, we don't know what we ought to pray for, the Holy Spirit within us groans and he prays according to the will of God. Now, that is something that's going on inside, okay? I will touch about it a little as we go forward. Now, God knows our weakness better than us. How many of you would say amen to that? Listen, we know our weakness better than anyone else, but God knows our weakness better than us. Praise God. Sometimes we are in denial. We are just in denial. We just, we just ignore it. We deny it. But God knows what is the weakest arenas 
of our lives. See, the complex issues of life that we face in our lives, and sometimes the simplicity of life, the issues that we face in life, and our inability to comprehend them makes matters worse. Let me repeat what I said. The complexity of the issues of life, at time, the simplicity of the issues of life we face, we are found in a place where we are not able to comprehend or to understand what kind of steps we need to take in our lives. At those moments, God the Holy Spirit takes over and he intercedes on our behalf. Every one of us can have seasons of weakness in our lives. Seasons of weakness, that means not just a blip, but a prolonged time where we are facing hurdles or challenges in our lives. Sometimes weakness could be inherited. Weakness could be inhibiting. Weakness at times could be intense. Praise God. As human beings, time is a major factor for us. Praise God. We get weary and tired with prolonged seasons of battles and hurdles in our lives. Now, come with me. We can get, as human beings, we can get tired and weary with prolonged seasons of challenges in our lives, which can make us weak and vulnerable. But the Holy Spirit within us is not confined to time. Listen to me. Praise God. The Spirit of God is not confined to time. Meaning, I'll explain. Suppose I'm going through a season of battle in my life. And I am vulnerable and I am not able to discern what is really going on. And each time I'm praying, I'm missing the mark. Praise God. The Holy Spirit within me prays, groans, and prays on behalf of me. Praise God. Now listen. Based on the prolonged season, I can get tired. But the spirit does not get tired. Praise God. As I am studying this topic, I just praise God so much. Because when we understand what God has done to redeem us, and to make sure that we will reach eternity, the provisions that he has made for us, and the plan that he has put in motion, you cannot just simply bless his holy name. Praise God. Even when we are down and tired, even when we are ready to throw in the towel, even when we want to call it quits, praise God. The spirit within us grows. Praise God. You and I have downtime. 
What's our downtime? What's our downtime? Anybody? Do we have a downtime? Do you have a downtime? What is your downtime? Huh? In the evening. We all have a downtime, yes. There are times we go to sleep. And we are, physically we are inactive. But the Holy Spirit within us is ever active. Praise God. The Lord, he neither sleeps nor does he. Praise God. You can fall asleep. Sometimes you're so dead beat tired that you can fall asleep. And sleep is part of our lives. Even during your downtime, the spirit within you is groaning and interceding on your behalf so that you can be aligned with the purpose of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Now, check this out. When the Holy Spirit is praying, what does this help that the Bible talks about looks like? What is the manifestation of the help? See, we are saying the spirit within us is, helps us because we don't know what we ought to pray for. Okay, so we, I don't know what I need to pray for. So the spirit is groaning and he's praying on behalf of the will of God. Now this is taking place on the inside. This is taking place on the spirit realm. But there is a manifestation of it in the physical realm. Are you with me? Listen, if my, if the will of God concerning me is to go through something in my life and I don't understand and I'm going away from it, the Spirit prays, when the Holy Spirit prays, there is a manifestation of that in the physical realm. I will explain to you using the scripture so that there is... No misunderstanding. We need to know what does help look like. If the Spirit is praying on my behalf, today or tomorrow, there is a manifestation, praise God, of the provision of God which takes me into the very destiny of God. Praise God. And for us to understand that, we are going to glean a passage from the scripture which allows us to explain and understand how the manifestation takes place. For that, we need to look into a man of God who prayed the wrong prayer. Because what are we talking about? The Spirit intercedes because we don't know how we ought to pray for. So we're going to look into the scripture to pull out a person from the scripture who pay, prayed the wrong prayer. There are many characters in the Bible who prayed the wrong prayer. Why don't you guys tell me? Who? Elijah. Elijah prayed the wrong prayer. Anybody else? Paid, prayed the wrong prayer. 
Jonah. Jonah prayed the wrong prayer. Who else? Anybody else? Good. This too is good enough for us now. So we're going we're gonna to look into that. Here we go. Okay. Here is a prayer. We do not, we're going to use the example. We don't know what we ought to pray for. So this is Elijah and he is praying. What is he praying? Lord, it is enough. Now, Lord, take my life for I am no better than my father's. Guys, let me ask you. How many of you have prayed prayers that you wish that you never did? Very few, very few. You know what, what the rest means? We don't have a prayer life. It's very simple. It's very simple. Because if we are honestly praying, we are human beings, man. We pray wrong things, you know. Lord, zap him, zap her, this, that. This is it. I quit. I'm not going to talk to you anymore. You know, I asked for you. You didn't do this. You gave everything to her, not for me. You know God would look at us and say, what? My goodness. We all do that, okay? This man of God. Now, you need to understand who this person is. We all know who this person is. He's a man who prayed and stopped the skies. And had the audacity to stand before a monarch and tell him, till the day I say there will be no rain. Wow. What kind of a power and boldness this man had. And then when he prayed, he prayed the rain down. Wow. Praise God. Single-handedly, he knocked down 800 agents of Jezebel. 850. Imagine that. Do you know, can you imagine 850 evil men standing around? Just imagine 850. Single-handedly, this guy, he knocked everyone down. Such boldness in him. And that the Bible says, this guy had, Elijah had the power of the Holy Spirit come upon him. And he ran before the chariot of King Ahab. In other words, the power upon him was such that his speed was Greater and faster than the speed of the horses of Ahab. Such was the power that was upon him. But even upon this man, there was a season where he comes to a point where he wants to call it quits. Praise God. So here, he is verbalizing a prayer. What is this prayer? Lord, it's enough. Let me die. Praise the Lord. Why? Because that was the weakest moment in his life. Praise God. There was burden in his mind. Fear had taken a grip on him. Can you imagine? See, this is what it means. You One moment you could be on the tip of the mountain, up on the peak of the mountain. The next moment you could be in the valley. 
No one is exempt or immune from seasons of weakness in their lives where they want to call it quits. And here was a man who brought fire from heaven and did great exploits for God, yet in a moment started to drown in apathy and wallow in self-pity. Praise God. This can happen to the best men and women of God. Praise God. Quite often, people around us, quite often, often, when we go through such seasons in our lives, people around us will belittle us and abandon us. Now, the reason I pull this part is to show us how can the help that God gives is manifested. What does the help look like? Praise God. When God comes through for you, when you have made the wrong prayer that is against the will of God, how does God put you back on track? Praise God. Now, if God were to answer his prayer at that moment, would he miss what God wanted to do in his life? Yes or no? Praise God. Think about it. What was God's plan concerning him? He wanted to die in the wilderness under a juniper tree. God's plan concerning him was what? That he be taken up to heaven in a whirlwind. A chariot of fire shows up and he's taken up in a whirlwind. And he moves out of this realm without seeing death. What a stark contrast between the design of God for him and his own program or his own desire within him. The desire within him and the design of God, there is such a stark contrast. And for God to bring him into the divine program of God, what kind of help God gave him? Praise God. Where was the battle taking place? Where was the battle taking place? In his mind. In his mind. The battle was taking place in his mind. He says, Lord, listen, he was not talking to anybody there. It was up in his mind, and he was saying, Lord, this is it. So, what does the help look like? How does God come to his aid? Look, what does the Lord do? The scripture says, Then as he lay and slept under a broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. Then he looked, and there by his head was a cake baked on coals, and a jar of water. What is the problem? What is the problem? He's going through a season of weakness. He's going through a season of blues. He's going through a season of depression. He's afraid. He's scared. God's remedy for him 
sends him an angel and starts ministering to what? His tired, worn out body. Praise God. Knowing that he is tired and he's weary and he's weak, the Lord sends help. And the help is manifested in a way that there is food and there is water and the angel touches him, praise God, and tells him, arise and eat. When you are tired and down, he knows when to send the angel to touch you. Praise God. The touch of the angel could be such, it can raise you up from your lethargic state. To a state where you can feed on what God has provided. If there is no touch, you cannot come out of that realm where you are able to tap into the provision of God. It's not that bread and water was brought and left by his side. Whenever he wakes up, he can eat and drink. God knew that he needed a touch from the angel. A touch that rejuvenates him. A touch that revives him. A touch that refreshes him. A touch that revitalizes him. And that touch took him out of that lethargic state so that he can sit and he can dine on the heavenly meal that God had sent his way. Unfortunately, the Bible says Elijah eats and drinks and he does what? He goes back to sleep. Praise God. Thank God for the provision of God. Praise God. Heaven does not look down and say, Oh, Elijah, I gave you a chance. I gave you an opportunity. I did something for you that I did not do it for anyone. I sent an angel from heaven. Heaven, I gave you angelic food. I gave you the best water to get you up. But here you are up and you are back to sleep. Heaven does not give up on us easily. Praise God. You and I, we give up on people very easily. Praise God. God does not. Hallelujah. He sends his angel again. Again the angel comes and again touches him and gets him up. Praise God. And tells him, eat. Praise God. Arise and eat because the journey is too great for you. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is what the manifestation is in the physical realm. When you are defeated and deflated in your spirit realm. When you're deflated in your spirit realm. And you don't have the helium that takes you to rise up into the atmosphere. Praise God. God unleashes his provision. Praise God. In the 
physical realm. What needs to be done in the physical realm is done in the physical realm, empowering his body. What needs to be done in the spiritual realm is done in the spiritual realm to empower his spirit man. What needs to be done in the soulish arena of life is done in the soulish arena so that God's purpose is fulfilled. Sometimes we have such a very small perception about us and our God. Praise God. You know, we just want to say, ah, it don't work. It doesn't work, so let's, let's, let's quit. Praise God. But God says, no, Elijah. Praise God. I'm going to empower your spirit and I'm going to empower your body. Praise God. And the Bible says, look. What did that two touch and the two meal did for the man? The Bible says, So he arose and ate and drank, and he went in the strength of that food for 40 days and 40 nights as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. My God, what kind of food is that? We talk about power bars and, and protein bars. Praise God. This was some power bar, boy. Two meals can take you 40 days, 40 nights into the mountain of God. Praise God. Hey, when we say we got help and we need help, it is manifested in our realm in different ways. Praise God. Hallelujah. So when the spirit prays, the will of God ought to be fulfilled and it is manifested in such a way that you are led to a place. Elijah wanted to call it quits. God did not allow him to call it quits. He goes up to the mountain. He hears the whispering of God and he's recommissioned to do what God wants him to do. Praise God. Back on track. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, the wonder working provision of God. Physical, then spiritual. Every one of us needs R and R. What's R and R? Huh? Yeah, rest and? I was expecting rest and recreation. But here it's rest and refreshments. Praise God. We all need rest and refreshments. And here we see God doing, bringing to him the provision that would put him back into his track. Praise God. What we might utter might be out of the will of God. What we might pray might Take us into the realm of failure. Praise the Lord. And God's will for us might be something else. Praise God. We need to know from the scripture in Romans 8, 26, 27, that the Holy Spirit will never pray anything out of the will of God. The Holy Spirit would only pray for what is the will of God.
He doesn't move according to our whims and wishes, but rather he prays that the will of God be fulfilled in our life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. See, it's very interesting. I want to touch one thing here before we move forward. I, I, we reminded this last time when we spoke. When the spirit groans within us, we don't know what he's praying. He could be praying in our weakest moments of life, or he could be praying all the time. You don't know. Praise the Lord. But whenever that need is, he is there to pray. When we are speaking in tongues, we are infused and empowered by the Holy Spirit. And our spirit prays in tongues. Even when our spirit prays in tongues, we do not know what we are praying. So when the spirit groans, we do not know what we are praying. When the Holy Spirit groans within us, we do not know what we are praying, but the, what the Spirit is praying, but he's praying the will of God concerning you. When you're speaking in tongues, you and I are empowered and infused by the Holy Spirit, and our spirit is praying according to the will of the Father, that prayer also you might not understand, but it is the will of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. While the former, when the Holy Spirit groan with, groans within us, he's praying for our personal needs, our intimate needs. When the Spirit, when your spirit and my spirit is praying in tongues, empowered and infused by the Holy Spirit, we might be praying for ourselves or we might be praying for the corporate body, the body of Christ, or we could be praying for anything or anyone that the Holy Spirit seems pleased to use us, praise God, as an instrument of righteousness to fulfill the will of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. But then there are times weaknesses manifested not only in our inability to pray right, but also we are in seasons where we are not able to pray at all. Have you been to a place where you are not able to pray at all? See, it's one thing not knowing how to pray. That is the inability to pray the right prayer. The other one is not able to pray at all. Have you been in a place where you're not able to pray at all? Yes? Yes. Case in point, the disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus looks at them and says, your spirit is willing, but your flesh is weak. Jesus brought them into the garden, gave them an assignment, says, tarry for one hour. They could not. They did what? They slept through it. Praise God. How many of you have slept through prayer meetings? Have you slept through prayer meetings? Yeah. Praise God. Somebody told me the best, place to, the best place to sleep is prayer meetings. It's very peaceful. The presence of God is here. The saints are praising. The powers of darkness are dispelled. 
and you are in a safe zone, best place to go to sleep. I've fallen asleep. I still remember back home. It's a prayer meeting. My parents used to take us to all the prayer meetings. When everybody was having fun, everybody was playing, we were in prayer meetings. So what do we do? Well, we act as if we are praying. I don't know what you guys used to do. This is what we used to do. So the whole church is praying. I'm like this. And the next thing I know, somebody comes and taps me, wakes me up. I open my eyes and I look. Everybody's, almost everybody's gone and I'm still praying. <laughs> I have never forgot that scene. Very embarrassing moment. But it happens to all of us. You know, there are times when our flesh is weak and you're not able to pray through. What do you think the Lord does when we fall asleep? What do you think the Lord does when we fall asleep? He watches over us, yes? Or send an angel to touch the ribs? Thank God he didn't do that to me. What did Jesus do? What did Jesus do? Honestly. What did Jesus do? Hey, Jesus came and said, hey, wake up. Can you not tarry with me for one hour? Sometimes we want the most, the, the dramatic things to take place. You know, like the supernatural things to take place. But Jesus comes and he wakes his disciples and says, hey, wake up. He gently wakes them up and he goes. And he comes back a second time. These guys are doing what? Sleeping again. Praise God. Sometimes when our neighbor wakes us up, you should take it as a cue that the Lord is watching over us and telling us, wake up. Wake up. Praise God. You know? So we see that sometimes we can, there is inability to pray the right prayer. And there is seasons when, they are, when we are not able to pray at all. Praise God. But I want to conclude by bringing to your attention something that is very important. Now, don't misunderstand the statement. Quite often, people look at sin and they misunderstand sin or... They try to take sin and bring it out as weakness to show it, to make it lighter than what it is. When the Holy Spirit helps us, the Holy Spirit only does what is the will of God. And the will of God concerning us is what? Tell me in light of that word that is up there. The Bible tells us what the will of God is. But in the light of S-I-N, what is the will of God? For it is the will of God, our, our sanctification. Our sanctification is the will of God. One more verse from Hebrews. In your fight against sin, 
you have not resisted to the point of in your fight against sin you have not resisted to the point of yes so according to the purpose of god the plan of god when it comes to sin what is expected of the children of god resist till when resist till when that is what is the expectation that is the benchmark that god has set that in our struggle against sin god wants you and i to resist till what till the shedding of blood praise god the next verse that i bring out will help you to understand what we are talking about quite often people look at the sin in their lives and they tag it as oh it's my weakness it is true the holy spirit helps us in our weakness the holy spirit does not help us to continue in our sin and our sin lifestyle no praise god here this is jesus we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses but in all points tempted as we are yet he was without sin praise god in considering the question of sin we are faced with two startling facts number 1 man makes so light of sin man jokes about sin man says that it's a religious fiction it's a figment of your imagination man takes sin lightly on the contrary god takes sin very seriously look how seriously god takes sin number 1 the soul who sins shall shall die the wages of sin is death all sins are an abomination to god praise the lord all who behave unrighteously unrighteously are an abomination to the lord your god listen man makes so little of sin so light of sin god makes so big of sin sin has to be atoned for and jesus atoned for our sins on the cross of calvary what is it that we need to do we need to repent of our sins and renounce them praise god we can never misunderstand weakness or sin as weakness don't ever look at sin and say that is my weakness praise god listen jesus empathizes with our weakness praise god why and how can jesus 
empathize with our weakness. The prophet Isaiah puts it like this. Prophesying about Jesus, he says, Jesus is a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, despised and rejected by men, wounded and bruised, oppressed and afflicted. Praise God. Hallelujah. Listen. Jesus empathizes, sympathizes with all of our weaknesses. But he never gave into sin. Don't look at the sins of our lives and make it light by saying, it is a weakness in my life. Praise God. Sins in our life ought to be atoned for what Jesus did. And you and I need to come to a place where we, if we have sin in our lives, we have to repent and renounce them. Rather saying, it is a weakness and the spirit in me will pray and get me out of that weakness. Praise God. Spirit only prays according to the will of God. Listen, Peter once counseled Jesus and told him that you should not go to the cross and die. I will not allow you to do. You know what Jesus did? What did Jesus do? Jesus rebuked him and said, what? Satan, get behind me. Meaning... Anyone who tries to talk you out of the will of God is trying to derail the purpose of God for your life. Now, I want you to listen to this very carefully. Jesus knew he came to give his life on the cross as a ransom for many. Jesus knew it was the will of God for him to suffer and die. Jesus knew it was the will of God for him to be caught by the authorities and to go through suffering in his life. And even his closest disciple, trying to talk him out of the will of God, was a no-no. Jesus said, my meat is to do the will of the one who sent me and to fulfill it. Praise God. The will of God for a person, regardless of the trials, testings, troubles, tribulation that they face in their life, which could include, listen carefully church, which could include pain, persecution, incarceration, praise the Lord, suffering, the spirit in us will pray only for the will of God to be fulfilled. What if it is a thorn in the flesh that is allowed by the Lord? What about the seasons of storms? What about prison experience and persecution that might be in the will of God? The Holy Spirit will pray. Praise the Lord. Jesus up front tells us, you have trials and tribulations in this world, but be of good cheer, 
for I have overcome the world. Praise God. When you go through such a seasons in your lives, what do you think the Spirit is praying? Praise the Lord. When we go through such seasons in our lives, the Holy Spirit in us is praying. He prays that we go through them and come out of it. I want you to listen carefully, church. When we go through a season of God-ordained trials, testings, and tribulations in our lives, the Holy Spirit within us prays that we go through it and come out of it either here or there. Did you get it? The Holy Spirit in us prays that we come through it, we go through it, and come out of it, either here or there, according to the will of God. The problem with us is, as human beings, we always want to equate the will of God to comfort, to prosperity, to affluence, to all good things in life. Praise God. That is a provision of God. But there are also seasons which is otherwise. Praise God. Otherwise, what Jesus said will not gel. How do you explain? You have trials and tribulations in this world, but be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. How do you justify the thousands and thousands that are behind bar because they stand for Jesus. Do you know what keeps them ticking outside? It's the power of God. Do you know what keeps them ticking inside? It's the power of God. I, told, I shared about Pastor Rajesh Jaria, one of the missionaries that work with us. He's behind bars. He cried like a baby when he went to the jail. Because the charge that was imposed upon him falsely was that he was growing drugs. And that really shattered him because he said that he's losing his testimony in the community. Now people will look at him as a drug dealer. He was crying more for the fact that he was losing his testimony. So they put him behind bars. He's still behind bars. What sustained him on the outside was the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you know what he's doing on the inside? After being in the behind bars for a week, he asked his wife to bring his Bible and his notebook. She brought the Bible and the notebook for him. And Rajesh Jaria is actively evangelizing within the prison system. What makes him tick on the outside is empowering him on the inside as he's going through a season of suffering in his life. His message has not stopped. The enemy can bind your hands and your feet, 
But Paul says, nobody can tie down the gospel of Jesus Christ. If it is in the will of God that you go through a season of pain, don't lose heart because God who sustained you during the heyday, hey days, during the high days, during the holy days, can sustain you in the down times of life. When you are active and ticking, when you're healthy, when your health fails, don't give up on him because he employs grace, gives you strength to rise up and move forward. Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane. Praise God. As he was praying with the father saying, Lord, if it's the will, if it's your will. Take this cup away from me. Yet not my will, but your will be done. The Bible says he was sweating profusely. Blood that was coming off his pores. In that moment. The Bible says the angels came and ministered. Praise God. Hallelujah. During your most lowest moments of life. Praise God. God sends his best provision. Praise God. To empower you. To strengthen you. To give you the additional dose that you need. To make you move into higher realms in the purpose of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. What does the help look like? Amen. Praise God. The help that I get from the Spirit might not look like the same help that you might get. You and I are unique in the sight of God. The program and the purpose of God concerning you and I might be different. The divine design that God has for you might be different than what I have. The purpose of God concerning us is different. And the methods that God used to fulfill that purpose is also different. So don't give up on him. Praise God. We need help, and you got praise. Hallelujah. I want to close. The spirit within us groans. It's an, isn't it interesting, at the same time baffling, to think that the infinite, eternal, immortal, invisible, all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present Spirit of God groans. Praise God. Have you ever wondered how can a powerful God feel the pain of rejection, feel being abandoned and forsaken, Feel what it is to be ostracized. How can a powerful God feel the thirst and the pangs of hunger? How can an all-sufficient God knows 
what poverty is. How can a God who supplies all things abundantly knows what it is to be broke, busted, and bankrupt? Have you ever thought about it? The answer is found in the humanity and the suffering of Christ on the cross. Praise God. Hallelujah. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. The Word took the form of flesh. Came down into this world. Lived a life that you and I experience. Praise God. When you go through pain. When you go through problems, when you go through seasons of being dry, when you are abandoned and forsaken, when you are overlooked and ostracized, your heavenly Father knows about it. And Jesus, your Savior, He empathizes with you, not simply as an all-knowing God, but as one who has gone through Everything that a human being goes. We do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness. But one who was tested in every way as we are. Yet he was without. Praise God. Hallelujah. He was forsaken by God the Father in his groaning. So that we will never be forsaken in our groanings. Praise God. This morning, would you say thank you Jesus? Because he says, I will never leave thee, nor would I ever forsake thee. Regardless of what season you are in today. You might be on the top of Mount Carmel. Or you might be in Brookerith. Or you might be under the juniper tree saying, it's enough. I want to call it quits. God of the mountains is the God of the valleys. Praise God. God of the supernatural is a God of the natural. Praise God. God of abundance is a God still when you are facing scarcity in your life. In every season, He is God. And the Spirit within you, praise God, the Holy Spirit, He intercedes with groans. So that you and I can be aligned to the will of God. Shall we pray? Father, we are grateful to you. We stand amazed. In the presence of Jesus the Nazarene. And we wonder how you could love. A sinner like us. Make us saints. Make us your children. 
and give us all provision to live a victorious life. Father, we pray that we would align ourselves to your purpose and fulfill the call that you have placed upon our lives. Help us to understand the plan and the purpose for our lives. In Jesus' name we pray.